flight. No flight list. As far as the no fly list, no fly list, no fly list. If you want that list, 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 list. The most problematic thing is, is that any, any, anyone can be under the investigation of the FBI. FBI, FBI. FBI, FBI. And I know that something really good is going to come out of all of this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The No Fly List, where we talk to comedians, artists, and other interesting and cool people of color. I'm Athir. I'm a mama. And today we had Norlex Belma on. Yay. Norlex is one of my favorite people in the entire world. He just has such amazing vibes. When I first started comedy, he was already like... He had done so many festivals, like Red Clay Festival, New York Comedy Festival, like all these like big name festivals. And he consistently is one of the nicest people in comedy, gives such so good advice. Cool. And honestly, like he kills every single show he's on. It's amazing. He's so unique and funny. And I've known him for a while since, you know, I started out. I had him on my very, very first show back in the day and he always killed it and I was always a fan of his and it was it was cool getting to know him on the podcast and talking a little bit more um and just getting to know more about his life because the pandemic has been uh a big transformation for him he lost like like a ton of weight he got engaged um he you know obviously still out there now killing it with comedy um but I, I like that we got to know each other and like talking about things like self-value and, you know, just got really into the stuff that you and I usually like to talk about Yeah, um, and get to know. I love like peeling behind the layers of the comedian and be like, let's talk about real shit. Let's get to know the person, which I don't think we get a chance to do when we're at shows and stuff. And what are we going to talk about? Yeah, you're not really like talking about your hopes and dreams. At the, so that's no, what this is not. for, to get into that stuff. Yeah, no, it was just, it's such a fun episode. And like, he really does also talk about like knowing your your self-worth, especially as comedy is coming back or anything. So like advocating for yourself in the ways that you wouldn't have pre-COVID. And that's like been so helpful for, it's it's helpful for anyone to hear whether you're like in the arts field or not. Just like really like advocating for yourself and knowing that like you're number one is like the most important thing. Absolutely. And I actually ran into Norlex the next day at the pair. There, this has happened so many times where I haven't seen someone in a year and a half. Then we have them all on the podcast and I run into them the next day. And I'm like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> I was like, didn't I just see you? But it's like, no, we haven't seen each other in forever. forever. Yeah. And we just had our um, brown picnic and we got to see our annual brown comedian picnic. Got to see so many awesome comics and people that we hadn't seen in a while. So yeah. that was awesome being able to catch up in person. It was so nice. And also like shout out to Osama, Zuby, like everyone who organized it. Ooh. It was like, it was such a good time. There were so many comedians. It just felt like life was like kind of normal again almost. And um, that's, I think just so, it was like so like exciting to see everyone and just yeah. to talk and like, To see our community again. Exactly. And it keeps growing. And I love, you know, like comics like Norlex and other people who just like bring so much good energy. And uh, I I love that he was also super excited about the keeping up with the Caucasians. Yeah, he was. You guys guys are in for a treat with Norlex. He is seriously just an awesome dude all around. Super funny comic. Uh, Check his stuff out. 
he also did a uh, he headlined Caroline's as part of a breakout artist series. So he's you're gonna see him in more and more places and bigger and better things. So keep an eye out for Norlex. Um, but before we get to his episode, we're gonna jump into our first segment. The no fly list, no fly list. So this is a segment where we talk about people who we think should be on the no fly list instead of innocent brown people like ourselves, kind of our shit list. This week, especially, I don't know if anyone saw like a, um, everything's going out in Palestine and Israel. I don't know if you guys noticed that little thing, but ever <laughs> since like I've been posting stuff about it, I get people accusing me of like anti-Semitism and then people uh, thinking like criticizing Israel means that you're criticizing Jewish people or there's been anti-Semitic hate because some ignorant people think, you know, equate Zionism with Judaism. So basically anyone who equates Zionism with Judaism and Israel with Judaism and is criticizing the wrong thing uh, belongs on the no-fly list. Yes. Um, because like, no, as Muslims, as Palestinians, like we have to keep reiterating, we have no, Judaism is not the issue. We have no problem and we would stand up for injustice against anybody. Um, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, whatever. So we are, you know, uh, criticizing the ideology of Zionism and not uh, Judaism. And sometimes also people who are right wing uh, will, you know, equate the two so that once you criticize Israel, it's like, oh, now you're criticizing Judaism. Exactly. Like, no, but you're the one making that connection. Or people who are uh, extremists and just like anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish and using that as a reason or using the Palestinian cause to uh, kind of as an outlet for their own bias and hate. That's not we don't want that. That's not helping anybody. No. So anyone who is, you know, uh, doing that belongs on the no fly list. Um, Not us. (laughs) No, not us. And also it's just like, you know, like you I think. This what's really interesting is that this is the first time that people have been able to like openly support Palestine, and even some people are still like losing their jobs over it. So just like remember, like this issue, like for years and years, like people have like lost so much by like speaking up. But now that like, hey, we have a lot more brown artists who are really popular, like Dua Lipa, like the like the sisters who are like models, like Hadid. We got the Hadid. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like you know, and like Zayn Malik, like. Now that you have a lot of these artists who like understand the cause, it's being it's a little bit more acceptable. And their white model friends and white like famous people are also speaking out. But just remember, That's like what that we was need impossible. white people on our side. Exactly. Yeah. So she, we do, but it's like you know people weren't able to speak out against any of this for so long. So of course, there's a movement of anyone who's like, well, no, if you're going to criticize. That means mm-hmm. you're like anti-Semitic or whatever. But hey, Palestinians are also Semitic. So. Yes, people, please check your facts. Also, I want to add one more person or persons to the no-fly list now that you remind me. I got uh, kicked off a corporate Zoom show. I can't say who, but it was supposed to be this paid corporate Zoom show out of Canada, out of all places. And they didn't want me on there because they saw my clip. And uh, said that they don't want anyone to get, quote, unquote, offended. Wait, what? I did not know this. Yeah. I Ew. haven't really processed it yet. Put it out there. I wanted to say something. It was you really should, bad. It was last wait, week. You should yeah. definitely post about it. Also, fuck them. Yeah. Ew, yeah. I'm so mad about that. The host ended up pulling the whole show from them. Um, he talked to his lawyers and were like, I'm going to see what I'm on your side of this. He was awesome. He really handled it the oh, best that's way awesome. possible. 
and he asked the other comics like the the people were like uh in charge of this company who wanted us to perform or them to perform were like well what are we supposed to do with all these people whatever and he's like well i'll ask in each individual comic if they want to come on and they were all like absolutely not yes oh my and god good job so yeah yes. and one of them was jewish just to show that we have Hell no yeah. beef that's not what it's about it's about standing up against injustice yeah and I'm happy at the way people reacted, but I was very hurt and very upset. Like on top oh, of, of also course. already being the victim of what's going on, then you're going to get punished for speaking out against Oof. it. That's so fucked up because of offending someone. Well, they should be offended at what's going on. Yeah. And if they feel offended, then how do how do they think the Palestinians feel losing their fucking homes and lives? So um, I'm. It just yeah it. it my, my I've just my blood has been boiling for the last like couple of weeks but I I and I expect like I'm probably gonna m maybe miss out on other opportunities because of this and that's fine I don't if it, it's just never been as blatant as like yeah. we don't want her on the show Oof. <laughs> well you know what Canada you guys can suck it <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? You're supposed to be progressive. I'm kidding. What not, the hell? not all of Canada. Just not that all person. of Canada. There, there's look. There's like yeah, right wing or like really um, ignorant people. No matter where you go. So yeah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, they'll. Uh, it was it, it was a shitty experience. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm glad that people stood up though for you. Me too. I just I wasn't expecting anything, and yeah. I mean that is. I think like the moral thing to do and it's something like I would do to I'd pull the show. I'm like, well, you're, you don't want to include this person because of their background. Yeah. Or, um, and that's not what we stand for. So shout out to the host. I know he didn't want me like put all the business out there. Anything I, you know, can't, you know, trace it back to the company, but yeah. just know that that was a shit move from their HR person or whatever. Like, all right, Karen, fuck you. Uh yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, but in the meantime, you guys are going to love this episode. Shout out to Norlex. All right. Welcome, Norlex. It's so good to see you. Hey, good to see you guys. It's been a while. I know. Yeah, it has. How have you, how have you been? Uh, I've been good, you know, doing my best to stay out of trouble in the mean streets of Flatbush, Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> How's that been? Uh, good. It's been, my neighborhood has changed over the last year and I don't think I necessarily like it. Not in the direction you wanted? No, not at all. Oh. A lot of, uh... A lot of kale, a lot of kombucha. Yeah, a lot of unfamiliar yeah. faces <laughs> and, uh, ethnicities, I would say. A lot of gluten-free bakeries. Yeah, <laughs> orange beanies in my neighborhood these days. I don't like it. A lot of bikes. Oh. Oh, did you get the city bikes yet? Or just regular bikes? Yes, I live on Newkirk Plaza, off of Newkirk Plaza, and they just shoved a bunch of city bikes over there literally a few weeks ago. And I'm like, yep, here it comes. They're building the whites are coming. <laughs> yes, yes. That's well, also, though, one of the first signs. I was hoping, I was hoping that the whites weren't going to take over because everyone was like, New York is going to go back to how it was in the 80s. And I was like, good, everyone leave. And yeah, right? I was so excited when like, I heard well, people left. I was so excited. I mean... I didn't. I didn't get too too excited about that because, like, as much as you have people left for safety and like rent and all that, I mean, New York is still better than Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You know, like people are always going to want to live here. You know, is that where you grew up? Oh, that's no, true. or you just need no, that excuse? Just using as a random city as that a, as a I mean, an uh, example. Yeah, where did you grow up? Yeah, here in Flatbush. I grew up in the neighborhood I live in. 
Oh, wow. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't meet a lot of like actual New Yorkers. We're, we're a dying breed out here, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like you and like four other people. And then everyone yeah. else is like. It's like me. Like, they all go down south too. like the opposite of me. Like a lot of um, like in Florida. Alabama, I grew up in Alabama. They're more and more, you know, northern people are coming back down south because they're like, fuck this cold. Like, I guess the older that you get. Um, so did your did your family stick around, too, or did they also migrate out of the cold? Oh, no. Every, everybody's – why is it so high, Lux? Okay, yeah. Uh, everybody – sorry. Uh, everybody stayed. Um, my entire family is based in Brooklyn, and everybody stayed here. Um, actually, no, I'm the only one who's even left, like, New York City since the pandemic has even started. So. Um, yeah, everyone's here. I have one cousin who lives in Philly, but outside of that, yeah, we've all been, you know, locked down here in the city. Oh man! Uh, so like, you- did you guys? Um, were go ahead. Just- oh, I was gonna say, like, has it been like? Because I know now a lot of people are like seeing their families, but you've you've like seen them throughout the pandemic, right? Or were you like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stick? Because you live with your girlfriend. Or fiance? Uh, yeah, so she's my fiance now. Um, oh, yeah, congrats. Thank That's you. awesome. You uh, yeah, so we live, our apartment's about four blocks away from the house that I grew up in. So, oh, my like, gosh. I, yeah, wow. I live in the neighborhood that I grew up in, so it did work out. But uh, she, so my parents, I didn't see them, you know, I guess, you know, La Rona fully hit New York, you know, what was that, like March 14th, 15th, 13th, that weekend. Um. I didn't see my parents really until about in the I didn't I didn't see them in the flesh really until j- mid June or so, and they lived three four blocks away. I didn't step foot into the house until like August. Um, so oh I spent, wow, I, that's yeah. I spent crazy. the entire summer talking to them from outside on their front steps, but not even going inside the house. Oh my it was, God. It was because we were afraid yeah. to kill your parents. I quarantined with my parents, but we didn't see my brother's family who lived really close and we'd see them every day. And that was really strange. We were scared yeah. of each We only saw each other on like our Eid holiday, like outside for the first time in months. And we were all just scared. How? It was strange, wasn't it? It's so strange. Yeah, even now, like, it's still, it's weird even now. Like, I sometimes, like, when I'm like going home, my parents live out on Long Island. Like, I'll go home and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's, I could go inside and, you know, like my like I'm not like super terrified because like they're all like vaccinated, but still it was in the beginning, I don't think I saw them until the fall. And even then we were like outside, like in the backyard area, just being like, Hey, what's up? And that was it. Yeah. Yeah, like my like me came coming into the house was because I got tired of loading up on the free groceries they were giving me on the porch. I was like, yo, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm coming inside, all right? <laughs> like I, yeah. I side. But even with that. The crazy part about it, my dad refused. Like he was like, "Well, I'm social distancing." And keep, my dad to this day, all were for all fully vaccinated, has never taken Ooh. his mask off, and still won't sit within seven feet of me in the house. Um, it's just it's a scary sounds like thing. he just doesn't like it. you though. I don't think it's COVID. Yeah, he's just he's been writing that as an excuse now. Yeah, more like yeah, stay yeah, out of my house. Right. COVID has been a parachute for anyone who's been tired of whatever situation they've been in. Mm-hmm. You can just use COVID as oh, your excuse to exit so stage great. left. Awesome. I mean, that's the one oh. nice, one one positive, yes, uh, if there yeah. is one. Absolutely. 
I've been okay. So it was COVID, and then it was the um, it was COVID, and it was like the Black Lives Matter protests, mm-hmm. where I was like to for, to certain white people, I was like, well, I just need a break from white people. But really, I was like, this is great. I don't want to see anyone. Oh, I didn't no want to see you for a while. I was like, yeah. now I have two excuses. It was, it's like how I've like, I've kind of like cut out a few people of my life because of both COVID and some other stuff. But it's been like, that's been the night, the only good part where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't be around you. Yeah. COVID definitely made me reevaluate the importance of several relationships in my life. Like, like there was some relationships that were always pretty close and I realized that's how important they were. And it's not like we had ever fallen out of touch, but now I communicate with like my closest network of friends, like my three or four closest women friends and my two or three closest guy friends a lot more often than I did at any point before COVID, you know, and even, you know, some aunts and uncles and cousins, but to what you were saying, mama, like there are some people who were periphery friends that now I'm like, you know what? I didn't really fuck with you to begin with. And now I have an excuse not to. Exactly. It really makes you evaluate also, like your energy and who you want to spend it with in your time. Absolutely. I think and like, 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 like who am I willing I, to I die for friend. if I see them potentially and they might kill me? Yeah. Like I, I love my best friend. I like this people that you're close to, then you realize like you spend more and more time talking to people or without talking to people, you realize how energies I'm with you with here, like you realize how energies can affect you and how in different ways you adopt the energies that come around you and they transfer and that's why you gotta like I said, you reevaluate the people in your circle because you, you, that downloads the imprints on you in one way or another. Yeah. Especially like as now that, that things are opening up, do you feel like, cause some people now that I was like happy to cut out have been like, it's been so long. Like what's, what's going on? Like, let's catch up. But a part of me is like, no, I really don't want you around, especially as things are opening up, especially as comedy is coming back. There's certain energies I can't work with. Like, how do you, how are you feeling with all of that? Oh man, it's, I don't know, like, I guess I'll just answer the latter portion. In terms of, I've, I've felt, I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've been feeling a little awkward at times, like, trying to just socialize comedically, especially, I think yeah, it's- Yeah, we it's, all it's, already right. had a, a socializing problem, and exactly. now COVID, exactly. we have to re-socialize ourselves with one another in an already yeah. awkward situation, so it's not just you. Everyone that I've talked to is a comedian, we're all, like, feeling it, so no one's gonna think you're weird, because yeah. we're gonna be even more awkward around you. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I'm happy to hear that because, like, when, when you think about it, it's it's already broken people who were kept apart from each other now being thrust back together after yeah. 14 months. <laughs> it's a huge and, swing. The pendulum swung yeah, like the opposite direction. It's, it's a so real it's like, energy fuck. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like you were saying, Mama. There's there's some people with some energies that you just grow accustomed. You you know what? I'm okay with you not being in my in my space right now. And it, mm-hmm. it is going to be adjustment. Did you least, just almost say aura? Because I yes, love it. I had to stop myself. <laughs> no, you myself. can say it. This is okay. a safe space for Thank all you. energy stuff. <laughs> this I is a very... I'm, I'm, I looked up aura readings the other day because, like, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, no, I, I, I've, worked with, <laughs> I've worked with and hung out with both of you enough to... I should have known that aura would have would have been fine. Yeah, I always show, here's, like, the crystals that, like, a mama gave me, like, when we first started. Hey, I've got all these crystals that she gave me. I've given so many people. So many crystals just from a mama right here. And then I started my own collection. So, yeah. You're in good company. (laughs) We we can have all sorts of conversations about energy and spirits. It doesn't only have to be on this. But, um. Oh, yeah, yes. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with with, with it, with everything coming back. There, There are some people who, um. 
I didn't really like before the pandemic and I never really made that clear. And now they've reached out about doing a show or two and I've like kind of sidestepped because I'm like, I didn't like you beforehand. I'm, an, I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin now than I was then. But I'm not going to force yeah. myself around you. Just like, I'm not that desperate. You know, like, I'm not, we're all desperate to get on stage, but I'm okay with not working with someone that I don't like because I don't like them. Same. It's been the first time. And like, like Norlex, you were in like, you were like touring, like you've done so many like cool things. So like for you to say no is a pretty big deal though, because I think like you're someone that I've always like, you like do everything. You're so good at everything that you do. So if you're saying no to someone, that person probably sucks, but also that's like, (laughs) that's like a big, it's a good thing for like younger comics to also hear that you can say no um, and I've only heard that from like successful comedians being like, you know, you're allowed to say no. Yeah. You don't have to fuck with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, for, first off, thank you for all the, the kind things you said. Like, I do appreciate that. Um, what I'll say is like, I had the benefit of, I got to open for people early and I, I got some of that game from older comics who were like, to what you were saying, it was essentially like, it's not necessarily like the value of no, it's just more so know your like have a sense of your self-worth and your self-value and as comics i think professionally and culturally we're trained to devalue ourselves at every opportunity for the sake Mm -hmm. of exposure and we don't have to do that that has like a long-term i hate to say this dramatically but like that has a long-term psychological effect on you as a professional and as a as a creative and i refuse to do that anymore like and I started to get a lot more comfortable with this before the pandemic. Because like I said, it's self-value. Like, there was a producer, and we're cool. Every time I book, he booked me on a show. Every single time he booked him, he booked me. I always had time constraints. A mama of fear, no matter what, I would always get there. He would, he would like, you know, he would say, yes, you know, I'll take care of your time because I know you got to get out of here. I know you're working. No matter what, he would always book me by two and three comics. Every single time oh my god and after the third time oh. i made a mental note in my head i said the next time this guy books me i'm saying no so then he reached out to me in february before the pandemic and i said no and i, I stuck to my guns he did a did you say why show. he did a virtual show in june and i was like nah i'm good because like <laughs> it's about the principle good for you point. but did you say <laughs> yeah. why because i good think that you. would be good for him to know like hey uh, I'm on it. I can't make it work on, you know, your whatever loose schedule, like in no sense, but like basically no, no, like, like, I have to rely no, on their timing. That's something that I, like is obviously can be a place of growth for me. Like I just told them that I couldn't do his show as my that's step one. Process. That's good enough. That's further yeah, exactly. than I've that's gotten. Good so enough. that's yeah. good enough. <laughs> but I'm just saying, yeah, well, that would be it. great for him to call him out on that. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's one of those, I, I'm never, I mean, I've hung out with mom a little more. I've hung out with you a few. Like, I never run from a conversation. So, if he asks me in person and we're having a discussion, I'll flat tell him, like, yo, bro, this annoyed me professionally and personally that you kept doing this. You weren't valuing my time. Therefore, I'm no longer giving you access to my time. And, like, I have no problem sharing that information with him. Right. Because that maybe he'll, like, take that moving forward and hopefully apply it and be a better person. Be a better producer because, like, we're all comics, you know. Like, we all know time. Or producer, yeah. I shouldn't like equate that to his character, but yeah, I... <laughs> fear, I've seen you running in and out of like I've done shows with you where you have to run in and you have to run out. Same thing with you and Mama. Like, we've all been there. So, like, 
on that level, dude, don't be a dick. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, Unless he's someone that never gets booked and doesn't understand having like multiple spots in it. Cause sometimes like, but even then you understand like the, you know how things work. And I feel like that's the no, thing. He's like, a, Cause the best producers people, are usually the worst comics and <laughs> it's rare that you get. A you know what? That, that's a, I, I love that conversation. That's a conversation that I've had a few times. And I feel like there's like, you know, it's, it's a spectrum, but that statement is definitely true. Like there's some comics who are great producers and they're terrible hosts of their own show, right? And then you have some producers, some comics who are great comics and they're trying to produce. And I'm like, bro, you can't do both. Like, just get a second person to help you. You're a great comic and like you're shitty at responding to messages. You have no business producer. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I applaud you. I've done... Um, both of you guys have had shows um, that I've done. Mm-hmm. Dude, you did my very first show, Shady Pines show, Comedy Out, my old show, Bunga's Den. You're like one of yeah. the OG. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and then I I loved your um bit about uh the Magic School Bus. Yes, right? oh, Miss yeah, Frizz. Miss Frizz. What's her name? Miss Frizzle. Yeah. Miss Frizzle. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I, funny. It's, funny. it's funny you you mentioned that uh, the pandemic. Actually, <laughs> a few months ago, I decided. You know what? I need to give that joke a better shot. Like I can make that like a bigger thing. I just decided to resurrect. Oh, I love it. Get, once we can all finally get, you know, consistent stage time. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, once we find our consistent venue, we'll have you on our live show for sure. Oh, and when I hear the sequel to Miss Fritz. Yeah, I, I, so, I would love that. I mean, I think uh, Mama, I've done. Frizzle. I keep calling her Miss Frizzle. Mama, I did your, your joint this last summer. That was a great time. You did so well. That was so fun. I stopped doing that show, but it, yes. it was so fun. I've done it. Yeah, it was so so fun. And you had okay. it was just a good yeah. hang too. It was a, a phenomenal. It was it was that was one of the best places to hang for comedy. So I'm a quick story of here. I did a mama show, and the lineup is fucking stacked. Right? I mean, it's just like people just hammering. It's a packed lineup, um, and we're all doing well. But the place was having a full-on rave that night. Oh, that's every yes. night. Every night like, I've been there. It was, when I say a the full-on The second the door rave, like cracks like, open, it's like a, yes. yeah, you can't hear anything on stage. I know. It's funny. Though. You just got used to it. And you just end up working it into your set somehow. <laughs> or, or you see different people. It's horrible, but it's fun. I, I had done that venue one other time in the summer. And um, I think... Um, Hey, I had done it one other time a few weeks beforehand. And yeah, it was, you know, you got the sound, but it was just kind of like, it was just DJ bar, it was a bar music. Also questionable really- COVID rules uh, in oh, there. People had their masks Super off. Super questionable there. at the time. It was very yeah. risky. You know, it was very risky, pre-vax. I, I couldn't, I could not believe it. And it was, it was it, it, what, to be honest with you, it was almost a testament to the show because even with that, it didn't just like that much. Like, yeah, did you see people turning their head and a little bit of attention? But all of us were doing so well on stage and the crowd was so locked in that it didn't like tank the show. Like any any weaker show than that. It would have gone down for much show. less than that. Oh yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. it was such a fun show. Uh yeah. It, yeah, it was a fun show. Also, I love that like during that time. So we would be like, hey man, like, look, what if we like we bring in 40 people in the back? 
There's five people inside. Those 40 people are buying drinks, eating food. Your five right. people are on Molly having the time of their lives not buying drinks. And yeah. I, we were like, come on, like, we're giving you more, like, revenue. But he was like, eh, like, what if the rave brings more people in? And it never did. It never did. Always towards, it never did. It was just, like, so wild. But, yeah, I have no idea where that show is going to be now. But Julie's still running it. Um, and she'll do a good job. But, yeah, that that but owner. Come the to the conflicts. no fly list. Oh, I, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I like I booked it both for you, and like the second you hit me up for the podcast, I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'll do it." So, <laughs> yeah, you you let me know time and place, and if I'm in New York, I'm there. Absolutely, sure. hell yeah. Have you, well, are you have, planning? Sorry, are you planning on like touring? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, now that you know, now that I'm you know two fat shorty out here, you know, I'm out, I'm out <laughs> your, your boy out here, Pfizer ganged up. You know, um, I'm kind of it's so. Talking from a pure, purely comedic perspective, um, I just need a lot more reps on stage in New York before I start touring again. Like, I don't want to leave New York and ask people for their money and not feel like I'm putting the best representation of myself forward. You know, so like, I'd much rather take the time to you know, build up the chops, build up that energy, the rhythm, the emotion, all that that it takes to, that all, where all of us were last March. Um, I'd rather work on that a little bit before I go on full tour. And that being said, I do have some engagements, but it's not necessarily like my tours. Like I, I do have like one or two, you know, some of the bigger people that I opened for, um, like two festivals that I was that I got in last year. That they're you know they're just bringing them back and doing them yeah, this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome to hear like, that they're coming back yeah, and so you're gonna be able to do that. Like, that helps out, but I'm not in a place to book my own. No seven city, eight city tour sort of Yeah. 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 It'll come like eventually, but yeah, I think right now everyone's like, it's a slow, like, let's go back like slowly to like yeah. certain things. I'm like going to Providence for Memorial Day weekend. So, and that's... Providence doesn't have a lot of shows, but at the same time, like, I think they have like two or three that weekend. And my friends were like, oh, are you just coming for shows? And I was like, I haven't seen my friends. And over, I used to go to Providence every three months and I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm, we're going to have a barbecue. I'll go do a show. I'll come back. But I want to like enjoy all of you. I want to see what's been happening over the year. Like also excited to just live life too, which I think I've learned how to do (laughs) slowly. Like, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the change of location for you. Uh, Following your Twitter. I know you really need to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's over. It'll be good. Like, It'll, like, It'll be New York's fun, but I need to change the locale for a bit. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, like all of my stand up over all my stand up trips over the next year are going to be part leisure as well. Like, this is yeah. that interpersonal connection. I just, like, for example, um, I'm opening for somebody um, in Austin, and I have college friends and music friends in Austin. And I'm I'm open for I'm open for somebody on one day, guys. I'm gonna be in Austin for four days. I just want to be there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's like, great. Yeah, I hear know, like, now I'm, it's the scene yeah. for comedy. Everyone went out there. Yeah, I mean it. It seems like it seems like ten percent of every comedy scene around the country moved to Austin. You know, in the summer and the fall, apparently. But um, like, and like yeah, I'm gonna do a little bit of you know politicking, you know, like running around talking to different show producers while I'm there, but Austin's a city that I've been to multiple times that I enjoy, 
And I'm not going to be there strictly hustling, doing comedy. Like, I love the food truck scene in Austin. I love the monuments. Oh, uh, I hear so much. I, I have yes. to go. One of my best friends, like, moved out there. And Listen, um, I need to, like, go Go to go Austin. Go to Austin with, like, $120 cash. And it's, like, hit 6th Street and then hit all, all, like, the food trucks. And, like, you'll be fine. Like, in terms of, for like, you smoke. So I'll say for your, your, your high snacks and for your high lunch. That's all you got to do. That sounds great. Let's go. Amama, oh, yeah. we should go to Austin. I have I have so many trips planned for the summer. I'm just like, and I keep the last like week, I've just said yes to so many things where I've just been like, you know what? Fuck it. Wait, yeah, we I'll also agreed. Like, to, I don't know if you remember this on Sunday night. We agreed to an Ireland trip with Katie Boyle. No, I I told, I, I told Katie a while back I, I want to go to Ireland. Okay, I've I said like, I'm in because you were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we made each other promise like walking the train. We're like, wait, this wasn't just like a drunken like promise to Ireland. No, no, trip, either way, right? I'm going to Ireland. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I love going. Yeah, I, I go alone everywhere often and it's yes, always been a too. thing and I love it. It's yeah, it's just it's so much. Even when I'm in a relationship, I always go alone only because I'm like, I'm going to make some friends. That's like great. Just do whatever I want to do. Um, I but aspire especially to now, do that. Just like every trip. <laughs> um, so, Norlex, we have a segment. It's our first segment called Fifty Shades of Brown, where you answer a dating question um, that one of our listeners wrote in. Okay. So this week was what if you are dating someone new but you still have feelings for your ex, what should you do? So if you're dating someone new, but you still have feelings for your ex, I guess like mm. they're asking if they should still continue dating the new person or resolve their feelings for their ex. Do they feel like, I would say if, if your feelings for your ex are getting in the way of you being the best possible partner for your current partner, you've got an issue. If you have feelings for your ex that are, you know, just some some things that you didn't get necessarily closure on, X, Y, Z, I think you can still have, like, a strong relationship as long as you're not seeking out that connection to that ex. I really Ooh, like that. Okay. That's So if it's yeah. uh, causing some sort of functional impairment, that's how you know you have a yeah, problem, like any like other if, thing. If it's getting in the way, so in terms of, like, if you're comparing everything that person did to the former person or... If you're just like, yeah, that's unhealthy well, anyway, even if exactly. you're not, that, if, if, even if you're over your ex, because we only cherry pick the, the good things about people that we dated. And then we try, and then we compare that person to this impossible standard that we kind of recreated. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It's, yeah. By it's we, not I mean, away, I, though, I do I that. Can, I don't know if other people do you that. Keep getting strong. <laughs> yeah. You keep getting strong within your relationship. Stronger. Yeah. So. I've, I feel like I've had, because sometimes, like, when I'm, like, pining over someone, I'll have, like, these feelings, but then, like, sometimes someone better comes along, and you might, like, miss it if you're still pining over an unrealistic expectation. Yes. So it's important to also, like, sit down with yourself and be like, okay, first of all, like, what can I, if, is there any way that me and this person are going to get together? Um is there any way that our feelings are going to be resolved and we can have a healthy relationship? But if not, like give this other person an actual chance. Yes. Like don't, don't yes. like write them off because I've met some of the best people who I thought were just like, Oh, like whatever, like rebounds, but they can be like literally like really dope, like people to be with. And they can teach you a lot more than your ex will teach you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I've, I learned so much about myself dating wise in between relationships. Like, 
that informed how I was going to step into the next relationship. So like, yeah, I agree with that. Totally. How'd you and your fiance meet? How long have you guys like been together? Uh, so we've been together about four years now. Um, we met, uh, so we have, a so she, she's from Brooklyn as well. So we have, um, a family of brothers that we both have known, like since we're in elementary school. Um, we just have never met, but we all know the same people. So the youngest of that group of brothers was having a birthday party about four years ago. Um, and they, they invited all, they invited us. Um, and so I had shows that night and did my shows show up at this, you know, it's a lounge type situation. I'm at the bar and then, you know, there's a bunch of beautiful women there and she walks by me. I'm like, okay, there's some bad chicks in here. Okay. I like this. And then <laughs> I finally go back into the lounge and I'm talking to the, to my friends and she walks over and I'm like, Oh y'all know her. And they're like, yeah. I was like, word. And then that's it. <laughs> like, like we, <laughs> we spent that whole night, you know, dancing and with only with each other, essentially. And like kind of, you know, roasting each other. It was, it was like very playful. And then, we went and got breakfast together at like, you know, three in the morning. Oh, um, that's so I put nice. her in a Uber and it's been. What a gentleman. Huh? What a gentleman. Uh, well, you know, your boy, your boy was raised correctly. You know? <laughs> Kudos to your mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. She, um, my, I think my, my parents and the, my mom and her sisters did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how we met, you know, so. Um, and, you know, we've been in each other's lives every day since that day. You know, so it's been it's been cool. Oh, that's so that's nice. Awesome. That gives us hope. I love hearing these stories of like healthy yeah, relationships. Yeah. And I like what you said um, about you know just um, trying to like figure out about the ex just to like wrap up the other person's question. Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, just like know if it's like getting in the way of you being in that relationship. Also, like being on the re- I've been on the receiving end. I've been on both and. If that person, first of all, I think you should communicate to the person that you're seeing, um, like right away, if you feel like you ha- you can't get over your ex, because I think they should have like a say in it, and in a yeah. way, like if you if you're still hung up and you're not emotionally available, and if that person is expecting that you're emotionally available, then you're not on the same, you know, you might even if you think you are, if you're still hung up on somebody, then that's like holding you back. So you. So mm-hmm. even if it's not holding the relationship back, like you're saying, it's just holding you back as a from moving yeah, on to anybody. So you got to resolve that shit. I think it's easier to do it when you're not with somebody else because, but you know, I know we're we're human, and the first thing we want to do is like kind of rebound or like find somebody immediately and get that like dopamine hit again of like being with somebody. So yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, I'm, I re, you know, I'm hoping to not have to be back there because that shit sucked last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, Speaking like, from it being out here, it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, be, I feel you out here in these streets this year. Oh, I am. I am. Now, nah, a, a mama. No, hold on. A mama's in these streets for real. Uh, like, <laughs> okay, hold on. A okay, mama's trying to no, no, A mama's trying to go to the All Star game out here. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> These are career highs that you're putting out. And like, I am impressed with what you're doing. Like, the coaching staff must be working so Thank hard. You. Oh, man. It's, Norlex, what's so funny is that the amount of women who, like, from Twitter have reached out to me, I'm taking two people out 
this Saturday, who, I, who are like great, Hasmin and Kanis. Yeah. We're going to go just do, because they were like, no, like I want to like go out. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do like a, a tour of Crown Heights. I'm going to wing woman, both of you. I will introduce you to people. Even last night, I quick, I like said hi to some guy because he like smiled. And then I was like, well, fuck it. And I was like, well, here's my number. And I was like, you know, we just need to be a little bit more bold. Yep. But now I'm getting like more requests from girls who are like, I heard that you just do that. Like, can I go out with you? And I'm like, I should charge. I should charge. Yeah. Oh my God, this is either. amazing. She's out here beating the pussy oh. whisperer. I see you. I see you. <laughs> you. You're like you're like the woman version of Hitch. Like this is impressive because like yes. So I, I just remember out of nowhere because I've been following you for a while, and I feel like some point about like five six months ago, I was like a mama. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was like mom. I once, I once tweeted something so what I was drunk. Is going and I was on? Like, if, <laughs> Well, I just started to get more and more on Hinge. Norlex is right. I need to leave New York. At one point, I was like, look, if you like anyone's tweets after 5 p.m. on a Friday, it means you want to fuck them. And Yo, I think, I was, honestly, Mom, I think that's the tweet that made me pay attention to what you have been tweeting. Because I, I, I either retweeted, liked, or responded to that. And I saw the scroll, and I was like, good God. Now I'm like, she's doing the Lord's work out here, ladies. Oh, no, for real, like, she's out here. She's a street general right now. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I think one of the things, so like, a lot of my women friends, I, I'm, I've been very pro dick my entire life. Like, all because I'm an only child, and like, I have mostly women cousins. So I've always, I've never been one of those dudes who judge women for like taking care of their physical, mental, emotional sexual needs never been so like i always applauded from the side especially if people being safe and even if people are not all of that is to say a mama as a friend i do appreciate how like transparent you've been about different things that have happened that most people would never share in person get <laughs> oh online and you'd be like hey man i had this and it sucked but i'm here now i'd be like yo <laughs> It's that's like to also though like a part of me is like I should stop telling people certain things because like I did Asama's podcast and he was like let's just talk about how you had gonorrhea and I was like shit I gotta I was like but I do but that's the thing like I really do like Athir was there for me for that but like a lot of brown girls will not talk about sex rightfully so like it's terrifying if your parents find out at any age you could be fifty married with kids and you don't want to talk about it but when I and I was like you know what fuck it like. I want, like, younger brown people to, like, go get tested, go have fun, and also just realize that, like, life can suck. Um, I have extreme anxiety, so the only way I could deal with extreme anxiety is just, like, tweeting bullshit, and it's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, girl, keep doing Thank you. I really appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Coming from you, appreciate it very much. No, you, I, listen, uh, I, 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 I saw a scene, I'm, like, I'm not going to say it again, but I was like, uh, she, uh, Oh, she doing it. <laughs> she doing it. I'll say her advice has helped me out a lot, and I've been trying to be a little bit more bold in the spirit of a mama. So yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, like, yeah. I'm slowly. Look at your mama out here in, inspiring the youth. Look at you. <laughs> I'm older than her, but yeah. <laughs> the sexual youth, you mean? <laughs> yeah, youth. So Norlex. What are your what are your like summer goals like for like career wise right now? Do you um, have like any? Yeah, I want to I want to get back into the rhythm. Um, that like f- first and foremost, 
it's about kind of getting back into a rhythm of like into the rhythm of the night. Stuff. Yeah, well, true. I'm, I'm working on that too. <laughs> I mean, um, um, yeah, but I'm just trying to get back in a consistent flow of being able to perform, workshop, create, perform, workshop, create, uh, and just you know get get back out there. I think I wrote three or four sketches that I really, really oh, believe. Oh yeah. And, That's um, amazing. It's yeah, hard to come up with three to four sketches that I actually like and are good and like that you enjoy. So that's yeah. amazing. Thank you. There was, there was, there was like I wrote like four or five, and there's three of them I feel really, really good about. So um, I've already started. You to ever need a couple of brown girls <laughs> to be on any sketches? I actually, I just need. I actually will need bodies for two of them. So that's. I mean, we'll talk. We'll, Okay, we'll, we'll be bodies. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I really want to shoot those. I feel really good about them. I, I don't want to give it away. One of them I have, I, I have strong feelings as a potential, I won't say go viral, but to do very, very well. Um, and then I think outside of that. Inshallah, as we say. <laughs> yeah, like, inshallah. I, I know my stuff. I have, have oh, you, yeah. Don't worry about it. I know you, you grew up I know in my Brooklyn. Stuff. I, I've been, I've, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think lastly, I, I want to be doing more non, more personality things, like essentially like podcasts with friends like you. Like, I, I feel like I've done really well on stage and getting the trust of my peers on stage, but I haven't done as many of the, you know, podcast appearances or, um, you know, being in people's sketches. And I think that's something I really want to do more and more of and I had been planning to, but now that I've lost all this weight and, you know, you, 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 you think about things differently after the pandemic. It's also, like, congrats it's on that. We didn't even, yeah, yeah, touch on that. But yeah, congratulations. I mean, you worked your ass off. Thank you. I will I say, think- I promise, I promise that was not thrown in there for like the, I'm going to throw this out there so you can, so you can say that. I was literally no. saying that. No, 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 no. no. I mean, it was very impressive and like transformative and that's really And also cool. you should throw it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you worked really fucking hard. No, like I appreciate that. It, it was it was very difficult. The only reason the, the only reason why I said it was, uh, you know, I'm being being transparent here. Like there were a lot of things that I didn't even put my name out for because I was insecure about how I look, and um, I just didn't feel comfortable in my own skin being that. So I, I still have some work to do, but obviously, as you guys know, I was 110 pounds bigger than I am right now. Um, so like. Even even in losing the weight, like a part of it was like, all right, you know what? Now I can like try to be in more people's sketches or try to, you know, go out for those commercial auditions. I have this deep voice, it's might as well time to start using it, all that type of stuff. Like it, it like it gives the you the confidence. Didn't, didn't help give me, exactly. Didn't yeah. help give me Absolutely. So yeah, that that's something I really want to focus on like through the summer and into the fall. Hell yeah. That's amazing. And as it's your said, inshallah. Inshallah it happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll pray for you. Know, you. I, don't, I don't know that... if God is listening to us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think God's listening to me for sure. But last ten days, <laughs> actually, the God. I hope I God isn't is reading cool, your tweets. So. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I, yeah, I hope I hope God ain't got Wi-Fi right now. You can <laughs> He's all up, way above the clouds. I don't know. He either gets yeah, a really good reception or really bad reception. They, they get they get five G up there. I don't know if they get five G. <laughs> all the necessary infrastructure. <laughs> Uh, well, we have one last segment. Yeah, Norlex, it's called Keeping Up with the Caucasians. So Ooh, this, like is, <laughs> this is a segment where we talk about things that white people do and whether we as people of color also do these things. Uh, th- this should have been the whole podcast. 
Like, I, once you guys start doing this in person, I would love to do this in person and just I mean, do it this almost segment. is. We talk about white people a lot on here. And listen, we refer to them at the beginning of this as the whites. So, listen, I, I, as I, I, white, say, yeah. I say the whites. I was, Abby, yeah, I the whites. The white and, people, and, and, and all that. I'm, I'm serious about this. I really mean this. Okay, I'm excited then. I would then. love to come back another time and do and just this segment, do a segment of keep, episode. We'd have to in person then yes. since we're all vaxxed. That should be a special yeah, bonus episode. Maybe we'll put it on like the Patreon as a bonus episode. Yes, we will. Ooh. I would love to. Okay. I can do this all day. So, Sorry, ask the question. I want to. All right, <laughs> great. So maybe we'll do, do a couple. So these are the different categories you can choose from. So we've got Food slash beverage, pop culture or TV, activities, style or clothes, phrases or sayings, or miscellaneous. Oh, this is good. This should be a game show. That's fantastic. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, This is our game show, basically. <laughs> activities and phrases and sayings. Oh, activities. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever been to a NASCAR race? No, but it is something that I would I would do. Really? I yeah, think that's just... somehow worse than saying you did go and you hate it. It's one of those... Tell me. In, in the last, like, three, four years, I found myself... You know, because you get older and you mature and you, like... You realize what are the things that you never did because you didn't want to and what are the things that you never did because you didn't have access to. And that's right. something that is... Mm. It's not, I've never, I, I've never not gone because I never wanted to. I just never had somebody to bring me when I have access to it. And so I don't know if I could go to. Like There's a not a lot of NASCAR going country. on in Flatbush. Absolutely, <laughs> I mean it's a NASCAR, but it's away from the NYPD. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a different kind of race happening there. Yeah, yeah, but like, racism. I, I want to like, <laughs> yes. go more so for the tailgating. I think that's what, like, the party around. That's NASCAR. also on our yeah. white activities of the tailgating. Yeah. So I went to a NASCAR race with my um, friends, like my friend and her parents, they were like rich white people. And, uh, mm -hmm. they took me to, and it was terrifying because we had to put like plugs in, in our ears. And I was only like seven or eight. And I just remember how loud it was. And they were like, you have to wear this. And all I could mm -hmm. think about is that my ears might puncture. And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't understand like the cars. Like what if one of them flips? Like I had so much anxiety about it, which says a lot about me as a, as a kid and as a person today. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, and I guess growing up in Alabama, like, I equate it with that kind of, like, culture that I'm just like, ew, I don't want to go and be around all those people again. But I can see from your standpoint where, like, this is something that's, like, totally different and something that, yeah, now you could explore because you didn't have access to before. Yeah. You're not missing much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And a mama, would you I would, fuck a NASCAR I, racer? Good driver. <laughs> He's not racer, an actual driver, athlete yes. on my list of athletes. Or the pit crew. Um, no, but I have. Let, yeah. At least yeah. he has a license in his own apartment. That's true, actually. <laughs> um, I, I love, okay, so I used to just like to um, race, like, my car when I was younger. So I, I'm surprised I never went to, like, an actual, like, NASCAR thing, but I have gone to a monster truck rally nice. with a wow. bunch of white okay, people that's pretty, in Providence. That's pretty up there. White. It yeah. was so fun. It was, we were like, I was a little scared because I was like, wow, I'm really the only brown person. But it was, I was so drunk. It was so fun. It was just an experience. I was like, I'll, I'll take this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So we're all yeah. guilty in some way. Oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure. 
We are. Do you want to do another one? Another category? Yes. Let's see. Food slash beverage, pop culture, TV, activities, styler clothes, phrases or sayings, and miscellaneous. Phrases or sayings. Phrases or sayings. Have you ever said that you manifested your dreams? (laughs) 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 I'm laughing so hard because, like, I tried to picture myself saying that. I was like, I would never say those words. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Can you imagine in a conversation? I want you to. (laughs) Um, I hope I nail my JFL audition so I can go to Montreal and manifest my dreams. Oh, okay. Hell you know yeah. what? It's actually believable. Like, would someone call you out on it? If you, if you, I think if you said it with that confidence, people are like, oh, nor likes to manifest dreams now. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> How do so, I that's manifest my dreams? Yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that's hilarious. I, I, I just, um, I have a bit that I'm working on about, um, uh, so I have a joke about black, like phrases that black people use, but I have another bit that I'm working on um, about like, Things that white people say, or like that's why I picked that. Oh, please send um, it to us. We'll add it to the list. <laughs> like, hold on. First, whenever you guys do your live show and like people who are fans of your podcast come, I'll be sure to do this. Um, I'll, I'll be sure to do that bit on that because I do a joke about um the, the words health journey, and and to me, that's two of the whitest words I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, health journey is a top shelf white phrase, like you know, <laughs> generational journey. wealth. You know, like, <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have time to think about that journey. I'm still on, on I'm still on another struggle journey right now. <laughs> <laughs> we only have time to, to, to explore. But speaking <laughs> as I, I am a nutritionist and I do use, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I've said health journey, but I'll say health is a lifestyle. Is that yes, that's it is. true? It actually, it, it definitely is. And I did not know you. Just, I feel like every other conversation I have with a fear, I learn more about her. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, that is and you a good too. Thing. That's we we should all yeah, hang right. out more so that we can I mean hopefully this summer now that we're all vaxxed, we can be outside or inside. Listen, I'm I'm I've been I've been smoking weed like a forest fire, so I'm down to hang out at all times. Amazing. And now it's legal in New York, you know, because Yo, that, listen, it's not that I, I tweeted <laughs> this out a few weeks ago. I tweeted this out about a week after it happened and and it, it was true. I had a, a friend text me. Like, weed is the new cologne of New York City. Like, it smells like weed everywhere, all times of day. It smells like, like the entire city stinks of weed. That's how San Francisco and LA feel to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah just, listen, listen, man. Like, like I, I know my mom and I usually kick in the village, but I'm not going to hang out anywhere. Uh, Athea, where are you at? You know, where I'm, in the city are you? Oh, I'm on the Upper East Side. I feel like I'm far from everybody, but I'm usually, you know, I'll go hang out wherever. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, we'll, we'll find a park or something and we'll do it. Yeah, we're very excited. This was so fun. Yeah, we'll have to do a I whole know. specialty bonus episode. <laughs> oh, listen, I was not joking about that. If you want to listen. I love put- how excited you are. I'm, I'm excited oh, that you're excited. I'm all the way down. Honestly, I'm about to give you guys an idea. You should do a live show. Where you put all those things on a wheel and bring three of your friends, yes. your favorite brown comics on stage and play it as a game. I thought that's a great idea. I thought of actually making it into a wheel on here and then sharing my screen yeah. and then doing a whole little game show. Uh, so maybe I'll do that. A yeah. stand-up show and then you have like, there's like four brown comics on the show and then you bring them all on stage and play that game and just let them riff. It would fucking murder. 
it would murder. That's a great idea. You'll have to be the first person on on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll be me, Namesh, um, Usama. <laughs> oh, I'm loving it already. Oh, great time. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. Thank you, Norlex. And tell our listeners, please, like where they can follow you and anything that you want to plug. Absolutely. Um, well, first off, thank you to both of you for having me. Um, you're both uh, people I consider friends, people I enjoy working with. Whenever I see, I'm always genuinely excited to see that oh, I'm sure likewise. both of you. So Yay, thank you for having me. Um, and to the people listening to your chaos, um, you can find me on um, Twitter and Instagram at Norlex Said, which is N-O-R-L-E-X-S-A-I-D, Norlex Said. Um, you know, I, I put out like, you know, I got my tweets and stuff like that. I'm going to be a lot more active with um, putting out sketches and being sketches, as I alluded to earlier. Um, so anybody who's listening to this, you can follow me on that. Um, and I'll be trying to be on more Friends Like a Fear and a Mama's podcast so people can you know get to know me a little better that way. But once again, like I'm like this is the first podcast that I've done like seven, eight months. Actually, in about eight, nine months. So, like, I appreciate you well, guys. Well, you're killing it. Years. Let me tell you. Hey, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're getting back in the gym. We're getting back in the gym. I love it. I love <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you in person. And, um, yeah, follow Norlex. Follow us at No Fly List Pod. Follow me at Thir Yakub. And you can follow me at Amama Sardar. Thank you so much for listening. Hey. You guys.